who's still buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, hello, sisters. Hello. It's, it's Halloween season. Spoopy time! Do you know what that means? What? what? Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, The Corpse Bride, Coraline. The five top Halloween movies of all time in that order. Were you just... Uh, well, okay. There's there's a lot of issues movies, here, but were you Halloween just sitting movies. there reciting those over and over again and just desperate to say them out loud? Or? Yeah. Wait, can you, can you repeat that list again? Did anyone ask you? <laughs> no. It's important. <laughs> no, but... Did you just but I just say, did anyone ask? I, the, I am one third of this show. I'm just saying it was a, it was a que- it was the answer to a question that no one asked. D- did I okay, asked wait. it in my head? Did your did your list of best Halloween movies ever include the movie Halloween? No. <laughs> That's a scary movie. That's not a Halloween movie. Uh, a, it is both a scary movie and a Halloween movie. I would put forth that one of the best Halloween movies of all time is An American Scream, which is a documentary about people who make like haunted houses type things in their front yards during Halloween. Oh, I've seen that. That's good. That's it's very amazing. Good. And it's, yeah. it's not scary, but it is a Halloween movie. Yeah. But is it a documentary? Are, are you saying that as if there's something wrong with documentaries? I'm saying that on my list of the top five Halloween movies of all time, there's not going to be a documentary. I just don't know how you have a list of the top five Halloween movies and leave off the movie Halloween. Because like, that's a scary given. movie. Especially Halloween 3 when the kids' heads turn into <laughs> snakes and bugs after Eight they put on the masks. Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween. Silver, Silver Shamrock. Shamrock. <laughs> that's the best Halloween movie of all time. What's the top five Halloween movies? Halloween 3, Halloween 3, Halloween 3, <laughs> Halloween 3. Halloween 3. <laughs> H2O. <laughs> what is he in, is he in space? Honorable Michael mention. Myers in space. I don't know. <laughs> At some I, point, I, I I could put money on the fact that Jason, Michael Myers, and Freddy have all gone to space, and I don't think I'd be wrong. And I have no factual evidence to know that. I'm just sure. I'm just sure at this point. Which would be horrifying if that was like a true statement. <laughs> that's where they are right now let's stay out of space that's they're waiting Don't. for us <laughs> no because you, you, you can't kill a serial killer you just have to shoot them into space <laughs> I, I that's where they you, all go we were looking for scary movies to watch with charlie not scary movies sorry halloween movies. i was gonna say no, not scary Sydney. halloween movies to watch with charlie and it's hard to find like th- there's there's mickey's monster musical do you want to know five good halloween movies to watch with your child okay i think yes. i got this down uh, the ones that you mentioned i think are great but not for a three-year-old because yeah, it's got a three fist tim burton what are you talking about i think nightmare Hocus before Pocus? christmas and corpse bride can be pretty creepy actually that's what i'm saying for a three-year-old i'm not yeah. saying like for halloween a ten-year-old hocus pocus did I you d- leave off the worst witch you did leave off the worst witch, which I is the one I tried because I thought fail. I thought the worst witch she could handle because even like the special effects and stuff, it's so old school that couldn't be scary. And I was right; she was not scared. She was bored to tears and watched <laughs> it for ten minutes and then wandered out of the room. <laughs> so I know I was so disappointed. We tried so hard to get her to watch the worst witch, and she had so maybe when she's older. Hmm. We, we did show her the part where Tim Curry sings Anything Can Happen on Halloween. <laughs> and that is that is the, the most important scene in that movie. So of that's course. Right. Yeah. Of course. And she was she was not really entertained by that, but she was entertained by how much Justin and I seemed to love it. Like that, <laughs> that seemed to pull her in. Well, I had never seen that movie. Uh, well, we'll, well show it to you. I think your list is incomplete then. Uh, the... Uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown was where we landed. There you yeah. go. I mean, you can't. There's nothing scary about that. That's true. She liked how bossy Lucy seemed. She makes was really sense. into that. Yeah, yeah. She dug Lucy. That makes sense. <laughs> Can see that. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about scary movies, Halloween movies, or Halloween okay. movies, because we've talked about. Well, we've talked about scary movies before, and I feel like this is, there's just too much overlap there. I beg to differ, but continue. <laughs> I understand they're distinct categories, but I think that for for Taylor and I, there would be a lot of overlap. Yeah, yeah, I would still. I, I yeah, I'm I'm not gonna 
I won't get into the semantics of this as long as we're moving past it because I have serious issue with the separation of Halloween movies and scary movies. Yeah. I th- scary movies do not always take place on Halloween or around Halloween and have nothing to do sometimes with the holiday of Halloween. Think about the five movies I just named. All of those have to do with Halloween time. <laughs> right? Well, I think I think around Halloween time, Taylor and I prefer scary movies is what she's saying. So yeah, like, we, we, we intrinsically link the two. Like mm-hmm. not not having the spooky with your Halloween, that's like being the person that hands out toothpaste instead of candy. Like you missed the point entirely. <laughs> <laughs> or pennies. Yeah. Are you saying I'm the person that hands out apples? <laughs> I I don't know. Well A- apples are better than pennies or toothpaste. I don't know. No, I didn't want to be, be the person that handed out pennies. <laughs> Hey, speaking of handing out apples, that brings us to an urban legend. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Hey, that was great, Tay. You set that one up and I spiked it. Yeah, I tried. I tried. Uh, I think most people are aware that the er, that the urban legend of the razor blade and the apple is that. What? Correct. That, have you never heard that? Like putting stuff in candy? Like that you hand out well, on Halloween? Okay, that's the broader urban legend that you've got to be careful when you trick or treat because there are people out there who poison candy. Right. Yeah, now I see on Facebook all the time that if I get Sour Patch Kids, they're covered in drugs, not like sour sugar. <laughs> covered lo- in LSD. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea that there's some drug dealer out there who's like, I'm not in it for the money, man. <laughs> I just want these kids to have a trip. I just want to get kids high. Because like you're, I mean, you're just giving away your product, right? Like. Yeah. And you don't know you're getting high, so it's not like the first one's free, so they'll get you hooked. You, you're just like, parents are really confused, because like, what's up with my kid? That wouldn't make any sense. It doesn't make good business sense, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cindy is fighting for the economic soundness of drug dealers. <laughs> I'm just saying that the, I can't, that's not happening. To any of you drug dealers that are planning on covering Sour Patch Kids in LSD this Halloween... Sydney has a better bit business model for you. You should listen. <laughs> <laughs> you should sell your drugs. <laughs> no, oh, God. Guys, no, no, wait, no, wait, no, no we don't do this. No, we're, no. we're good influence people. <laughs> I'm lying. Please don't sell drugs. Never. Please. Unless they're Not legal. even once. Unless they're legal drugs, I guess. Wait, what? No. Legal ones. Don't. I prescribe drugs. Well, you all sell them. Well, no, but someone does. <laughs> I'm just saying, Don't listen like, to Sydney. like drugs is a broad category. There, there are ones that are bad, and then there are ones that like keep you alive. So you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, my Sour Patch Kids are going to be covered in ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> they crumbled and up a tums all over them. <laughs> For when no, you get heartburn from acid. all the candy. <laughs> I'm going to start putting cholesterol-lowering medications in all my candy just for everybody. There you go. <laughs> Keep your heart healthy. Here. Just Here. eat one of these Sour Patch Kids every morning. It's covered in baby aspirin. <laughs> They're covered in a B-complex. <laughs> um, but, of course, that that's one of the, I think, one of the oldest kind of urban legends is that your candy is poisoned. And then with that was that there were that if you if you got an apple you didn't want to eat it because somebody would try to stick a razor blade down in it i've never like heard that one noticed that yeah yeah i mean there'd have to be some sort of breach in the apple skin <laughs> in well, order I guess to that's... insert the razor blade but you know i i even remember like i i don't think it was our parents because our parents were those cool parents but i think the the more traditional parental figures in our neighborhood, it was always like, you don't eat candy when you're out trick-or-treating. You wait till you come home and inspect it all in like full lighting. That is a lie that parents make up to eat your candy. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you that now because I'm a parent. And I send you out trick-or-treating and say, don't eat it. I got to inspect it so I can take out all the little Snickers bars. I can second that because when we went trick-or-treating with Charlie, I said, you can't eat it until you get home. And then when I was carrying her bag for her when she got too tired, I was like, hmm, what do we have in here? (laughs) To be fair, Charlie doesn't like chocolate, so it gets really easy because I can take all the good candy and not feel bad because she's not going to eat it. That's not the good candy. It is. Well, okay. We've covered this. So... So that I, I don't I don't remember the exact story, but that's like an urban legend based on I think like a family member who mm-hmm. unfortunately once poisoned a, a kid with candy yeah. or some, something something like that. All I heard about that with pixie sticks. 
put I don't know but it's 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 based on I think that at one point something similar to this happened but I don't I don't believe there are any incidences of people like just randomly trick-or-treating at houses and eating poison candy Mm -mm. but I think Uh. that's a lot of I don't know I think that urban legends they they do that they grow and they change and everybody has a friend of a friend that knew somebody that really experienced this but Mm -hmm. maybe there's like one small nugget of truth and it just the whole it just exacerbates from there grows from there and and i think urban legends that serve a useful purpose uh have a tendency to get repeated too because the idea that you shouldn't just you know as a child you should not just randomly trust every stranger who wants to engage with you or give you things or whatever yeah, it's, it's like a good lesson yeah <laughs> it's like we we kind of emphasize that like hey don't take candy from strangers except for this one day where you need to go out at night <laughs> and dressed in a costume that we can't recognize you <laughs> explicitly for the purpose of taking candy from strangers <laughs> no, as a kid that should just be the most confusing thing like what is this is this like a a gauntlet to see if i survive that's <laughs> well, like when you eat to try to get teenagers to not go park their cars in smoochin and we tell them that like you know all the stories of people teenagers getting oh so yeah. that's that's Killed. a classic urban legend is the one where yeah, the, the hook there's the one with the hook uh-huh. where uh what's the one with the hook there's a hook <laughs> So it's like Captain two teenagers, they're, they're mooching, and there's a report on the radio of like an escaped mental patient who has a hook for a hand. Um, and uh, I, I, I think there's there's two ways. Like in one, I think the, the boyfriend goes out to investigate, and then she hears like the scraping on the hood, and it's his, his feet on the top of the car because he's been hung above her. There's yeah. the other one where they drive off quickly when they hear like a weird sound outside, and then they find uh-huh. like a bloody hook hanging on their door. So and that that overlaps with the one where the boyfriend goes out to investigate, never comes back. The girl waits until more, or the girl waits until morning, and the cops show up somehow. And she gets out, and the, there's been a drip, drip, dripping sound all night. And, it's and it blood. was her body. It was the body of her boyfriend hanging right. above the car, something like that. I don't know. The the point Let's of all these keep ur- teenagers from smooching. Yeah, in their the point car. of all these urban legends is don't smooch in cars in dark urban or dark country lanes or something don't go parking don't go parking don't smooch and i I think that maybe you you know you you could be in some sort of danger there but i don't think it's from a a man with a okay (laughs) i don't think that's happened before it's the danger of transferring of colds because of smooching well that's a very practical danger riley thank you (laughs) Yes, you can get germs that way from yep. smooching. <laughs> That's why we don't want you to do it. I would I would say this. Uh, we live in West Virginia, and, well, Riley and I do, obviously, Taylor, you used to. And I would advise people, don't go drive down random country lanes and park your car and start making out because that might be someone's property. And they'll come out with and their guns They'll come out with their guns, mad, so, and it's scary. So in my experience... Don't go park on random country <laughs> lanes if you don't know if it's private property or not. That would be my advice. Well, you know, that's uh, not stereotyping. That's just I've lived I've lived here my whole life. I think I I, I mean I've it's fact. I've seen a thing or two. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's interesting just sort of thinking through a lot of the urban myths that we grew up with. Said there was a lot around the car, and cars are very dangerous things for teenagers in very real ways. Yes, um, but a lot of then the, the sort of you know, yeah, the, the the urban legends we had centered around very unrelated to the actual danger, dangerous things that could happen to you in a car, like uh, the like the guy in the back seat. Yeah, who who does not check their back seat like twenty times every time you get in a car? Because I do. Well, have you heard that story, Riley? I've not heard this story, but I'm always also just scared that there's going to be someone there. It's usually, and a lot of these stories um, are centered around like single females i don't mean single like romantically i just mean that she's alone by themselves a a solo female um and they the story is that she's driving and the car behind her keeps flashing their brights at her and she's getting creeped out and so she pulls into like a parking lot or somewhere brightly lit and jumps out of the car and starts to yell at the driver who follows her into the parking lot and parks behind her and she jumps out and starts to yell 
because he was freaking her out and he jumps out of his car and says uh i was flashing my brights because there was a guy in your back seat with a knife and every time he stood up i flashed my brights to get him to sit back down which and they I, look in the back seat of the car and there's a guy with a knife i have to call oh, slight uh, shenanigans on that because yeah. he, okay i'm gonna kill this lady oh no the lights are really bright i'm gonna hide again <laughs> I don't really know. And like the slow standing up in the back seat (laughs) of a car with your knife held out so far to the side of you that that the person can see the silhouette silhouette of a knife. And how oblivious is this woman that it's just every time it happens, she's like, what is going on? (laughs) Well, and I guess the other part of this is this is a terrible plan for the murderer because once you stab her, that That car is going to crash. Yeah. And so if... And also, if the murderer knew that, they probably wouldn't care about the bright lights. So, right. I have some flaws with this story. <laughs> yeah. this, but, but, but it has been effective. And you're right. Making me check the backseat of my car every single time I get in it. Yeah. Well, if, and if even some, when it's in the garage. Yeah. And if somebody flashes you from behind, that means you've got a killer in the back of the car. But it's not always good to, to like, sometimes you have to be wary of the flashing lights. Because what does it mean if somebody flashes your brights coming at you, Sid? Uh... Well, it could mean that there's a cop, um, but yeah. <laughs> and slow down. But what it could also mean it's a it was some sort of gang initiation thing. Oh wait, this would if they were driving at you with no lights on, you would flash your brights to let them know, hey, you don't have any lights on, and then they would chase you down and kill you because it was some sort of gang initiation. I've heard right? that before. Yeah. What? So, like maybe there's yeah. some like moralistic or even some like practical safety to some of these like hey don't go park and like make out somewhere isolated maybe there's like a good basis to that even though the legend is kind of crazy and scary but this one like hey you see somebody driving without headlights on don't let them know they might kill you (laughs) yeah with which i guess i guess you could make the argument that there's like some racist undertones there too you're 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 assuming it's some sort of like gang initiation like no it's just some poor person who forgot to turn their headlights on like exactly well that's the same thing with like the person that waits under your car really all of these are car related and they're going to slash your ankles and it was also some sort of weird gang thing yes that they're gonna that they have to wait under somebody's car and slash their achilles tendon yeah that horrible image but also which i i do check under my car too when it's been parked (laughs) outside well now i'm going to (laughs) What, what else does it mean when somebody has their brights on, Tay? No, no, no. I think that was the one. I was, oh, is there another one? No, I thought I thought that you had another one. Oh, no. That was the one I was thinking of. Where the yeah. lights are off and you flash your brights. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, practically speaking, usually when somebody flashes their brights at you, it either means your headlights are off or watch out. You're speeding and there's a police officer ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's like a friendly thing you're doing. Not... Which you shouldn't do because you shouldn't be speeding, okay? Drive the speed limit. Speed kills. Okay, well, <laughs> um, I have heard of none of these except for don't smooch in a car because a guy is going to kill you if you do. Well, the, these are the most these are the most practical. Um, I think there's the one that I think is no longer uh, applicable, which is the old you're babysitting and there's the call that you get and you answer the corded phone because this is the 90s and not everyone had cell phones yet so you answer your you answer the home phone the landline and somebody's like you better go upstairs and check on the kids and you're like who is this and they don't say anything so you hang up and they call back a couple more times and say the same thing and it freaks you out so you call the police and uh the police say they're on their way and then like as they're talking to you they're tracing the call and then they say the call's coming from inside the house yeah. And then when they go inside, the, the kids are dead, and he was going to wait up there and kill you too. Yep. And the murderer was upstairs all along. But man, you were a really wow. crappy babysitter for just letting all that go down. Yeah. And uh, and also now there's cell phones, so this could happen. It very <laughs> like, easily happen. You're telling me there's a call coming from inside my house? Yeah. The call could always be from inside your house. I yeah. mean, this was also a house with two landlines. That is true. Yeah. (laughs) Unless this killer installed his own landline (laughs) to pull this off. The killer is a uh, phone cable installment guy Uh who came earlier in the week. 
to fix your landline and installed his own landline upstairs to carry out his master <laughs> this plan. This is like one of those crime puzzles. We used to have a whole deck of those where it was oh, like, yeah. solve the crime and you get to answer questions, you get 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. This is like one of those. Person is hanging in the middle of a barn and there's a pool of water, but there's nothing that they could have been hung from. Oh, they were stood on a big block of ice. It was a big what ice cube. How did you get that ice there? And More it had to have been the mailman because mail doesn't run on Sunday. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so goofy. Yeah, but it was freaky. And it, I, I don't know that there was anything practical from it other than any time I babysat as a teenager, I was terrified, just generally scared. Yeah. Well, and that, that that's the same. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot of babysitting based fear, uh, I think, in, you know, I mean, I think it still goes on, but definitely in like popular horror movies in the 80s and 90s, you know, you just nine times out of ten if you were babysitting you were you were gonna get killed somehow yeah yeah don't so i guess there's the moral a, of that story is don't babysit right well, there's a new <laughs> horror movie on netflix if anyone's interested called the babysitter but no. plot twist bad guy's the babysitter did see did you just spoil that <laughs> No, like that's in the description of the movie ah, okay. on cool. Netflix. Cool. Don't that, worry. That was the, and see, this is the origin of the Babysitter's Club. It was just to combat all these scary movies and urban legends so that so that people would keep so babysitting. So teenagers would keep babysitting. <laughs> they were like, this was, see, the, the man's holding you down again, everybody. They were tricking you. They yeah. produced the Babysitter's Club, whoever the man is. They produced the Babysitter's Club. That's not true. I love the Babysitter's Club. It's a wonderful book but, series. Where were you going with this conspiracy theory? Isn't this Riley's game? So the yeah, Sydney, back off. This is there are no conspiracy theories about the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> Just to convince young women to continue to be fodder for serial killers with I don't know cable access uh, <laughs> access to cables. <laughs> I don't know also, how telephones work. The Illuminati. <laughs> the Illuminati. Thank you. The Illuminati did it. They created the Babysitter's Club so that Beyonce we Beyonce and Jay Z. Mm. When they were before they were born, yep, created the Babysitters Club. Really? Yes. No. Also, they're lizards. <laughs> what? What internet are you reading? Those are the most popular conspiracy theories that everyone who runs the Illuminati is a lizard, and also Beyonce and Jay Z are the leaders of the Illuminati, and their twins are taking over. I have never heard any of this. Yes. If lizard people run the country. If this All politicians results, are lizard people too. If this somehow results in Beyonce and Jay Z running the country, I'm fine with that. The world. That's great too. I mean, that seems like <laughs> all, the better option, right? Yeah. Now. All <laughs> things considered, this sounds great. Sign also, me up Sir and for Rumi. The lizard future. They're twins. Oh. Not yeah. Blue Ivy, though. Well, I'll vote for this. <laughs> are we, I, do we I, get I, to vote? I welcome my lizard overlords. Can we join the? Can we join? The Illuminati? <laughs> well, not how that I works. know we can't join the Illuminati. I just meant like you know when the when the coup comes, can I just say I'm on your side? Yeah, I'm in. And okay. then Beyonce is like, I'm accepting one person. It's Sydney McRoy. <laughs> Get in here, girl. <laughs> I bet I'd be the one. <laughs> like I'm cool enough to hang out with Beyonce. Uh, no, no, it's okay. I'm not. I know that look was. No, I'm not, not either. No, no. Is not. anyone? No one is. Jay Z isn't even cool enough to hang out with Beyonce. That's fair. Sorry, Jay Z. Nobody is. Yeah. Jay Z, who I mean, definitely listens to our podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, absolutely. Uh, now, Riley, I am sure there are a lot of urban legends from today's youth, <laughs> but uh, before we talk about them, let's check the group message. So, what do we got this week, sisters? We have a jumbotron. So, uh, we want to tell you to visit hswerewolf.com for daily web comics or follow the comic on Tumblr. And now you're probably wondering, what is hswerewolf.com? Well, sisters, somebody, one of you, tell everybody about it. Uh, Dwayne, Average High School Werewolf is a daily web comic written and illustrated by Ron Del... <laughs> Delano. Del Delano. Should have looked at the name before. first. Sorry about that, Ron. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this comic follows the adventures of a teenage werewolf and his ghostly, magical, and otherwise spooky pals as they deal with the day-to-day -day stress and annoyance of high school life. Dwayne, average high school werewolf, is always free and always all ages. With new comics published daily for over five years, what better time to jump in and start reading than the Halloween season? So there you go. That sounds, that sounds like right in the mood. 
Yeah, well timed time and spoopy. Of, yeah, for this time of year. So go check it out, hswerewolf.com, or follow the comic on Tumblr. Yeah. And it's about teens. Teens. And werewolves. The spookiest teens. monsters of all. Ooh. Yes. So, uh, Riley. Yes? Are, are you... First of all, I have to know, like, things that have, I think, endured. Are you teens still calling on Bloody Mary? And um, I did when I was little. And there was one where, like, you, you pretended to hold a baby. And you looked in the mirror and it was dark and, like, you said a thing. And your arms would feel heavy, like there was a baby in them. Ooh, I've never heard that but one. Then, like if you that's do it wrong, like the mom comes and like cuts you on the face ah. because that's her baby. I don't know this one. I just know the the Bloody Mary one where you just say Bloody Mary in a dark, the candy a dark man bathroom because yeah. you always had to go into a dark room where there was a mirror. Right. And yeah, and it's just a bathroom. So they just go in the bathroom. The Candy Man is the same thing. You just go into a dark room with a mirror, so the bathroom, and turn the lights off and say the Candy Man. Mm-hmm. I guess he comes and gives you candy. And the, no, probably no. I think he comes and kills you. And he probably comes and like gives you, like, I don't know, Mike and Ike's. I don't think he gives you candy. I think you are good and plenty. You got confused on an incredibly important part of that story. <laughs> <laughs> the part that separates you from getting candy and dying. <laughs> I just figured the candy man gave you bad candy. He's not the great pumpkin. <laughs> he, he, comes, he comes and gives you like Tootsie Rolls. No, wait. Uh, is the candy because there were the Candyman movies? Did the Candyman story exist before that, or is that that's where the the origin is? Is just from the movies, right? From Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, I don't <laughs> think that you are you are vastly confused. <laughs> Different Candyman. Yes. Uh, I don't know. You say the Candyman can, the Candyman can, the Candyman can do a mirror. <laughs> and then you're in a world candy of pure imagination. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know what the point of those. It, like looking back, th- it was so that either Bloody Mary or uh, the Candyman would appear to you, and they were supposed to be somewhat threatening figures. So why do you want that? So why do you want that? Yeah, that's a great question. Why? For the spook. Well, I mean, I, I, on a yeah, exactly. Like, why do we play with Ouija boards when we're teenagers? Why do we, you know, why do we do the 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 Bloody Marys and everything? It's 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 scary. It's it's tempting something that is dark and and sort of intimidating to you also i just want to correct myself Candyman was an urban legend long before the movie my bad and is that so the movie is just based on the urban legend yes that's fascinating to me it's fascinating because then you got to wonder where to come from this Um. is now an episode of lore (laughs) Uh, Um. are there are there newer ones newer versions have you all heard of the midnight game or the midnight man Midnight uh, man. Night, night, I've heard of the spook. Midnight Society. Nighttime. But Different thing. Nighttime spook um, man? Is that what you just said? <laughs> I, just, I remember what it's called. Something night. Have you guys heard midnight. of the nighttime spook man? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so scary. <laughs> it doesn't sound scary at all. <laughs> um, basically, I think it's the Midnight Man. You you wait until like almost exactly midnight there's a whole lot of rules i feel like with a lot of these games there's a whole lot of specific things you have to do to make things happen and then they just don't happen but um you write your name on a piece of paper and you put your own blood on it and then you go outside of your door but your front door has to be wood and you put it outside of your front door and you knock on your front door 24 times so the last time is right at midnight and then you walk inside and you have a candle lit and all the lights in your house have to be off in all every room and you're supposed to walk around your house and the midnight man is supposed to be in there. Now I guess you've invited him in. And um, if he's close to you, it will get cold around you or your candle will blow out. And if your candle blows out, then you have, I think, 60 seconds and you can carry salt with you. And if you form a ring of salt around yourself, then you have to sit in that until I think it's 3.33 is when it's over in the morning. So three and a half hours basically. Um, or you can light your candle again. But if you don't have time and you form a ring of salt around yourself and you sit in it and you're safe. And if you don't do these things, your candle blows out and you don't light it again, then he'll kill you. I probably got some part of that wrong. Don't feel any to correct me if I did. That's basically it. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's if, a lot of steps. Th- yeah. It's a, it's a lot of intricate stuff. This um, is enough steps and ritual that I think you 
probably are actually summoning a demon. Like this is well, that's this is one yeah, man. <laughs> Don't do that. That's how legit. I I get I get <laughs> scared because it's like there's no way that's real. There's too many steps. Like, but then you think about it, it's like what if like you do it, you do all the steps, and you're like ah, oh, this is nothing. But then like there's a demon. What and if then, you did it? And then you get killed. And then you get killed. But this <laughs> also sounds like not a fun slumber party activity because like that was the thing with bloody mary is that you go in and you start to do it and you freak out and you pull your friends in with you and everybody freaks out and then someone convinces themselves that they're see- starting to see something in the mirror right and like but this sounds like something you're, you're supposed summoning to do an actual demon alone yeah you can do it with other people but everyone has to do the same thing and you, i don't think you're <laughs> supposed to talk can you Which, see the scariest see, part of this see, for me is just walking around in your house in the complete darkness for three and a half hours yeah and i bet your parents are not gonna be thrilled with that and no. also all the little circles of salt if y'all you and all your <laughs> friends are doing this and like, like they wake up they hear something and they come out and everyone's just sitting in various places in the house surrounded with salt crying with burned out candles like what is happening <laughs> this is the worst slumber party ever did this come from the internet because i think somebody is just yeah, trolling of all of teenage dumb like somebody made this up just to ruin your slumber parties <laughs> and possibly there, summon lots of demons there are was, just a lot of ones like that where they all start whenever you see the post on tumblr it's like do not try this at home this will summon a real demon this is just a, a like a, a informational post about this game if you're brave enough do it but just know you're summoning a real demon these are just like angry people who've gotten a lot of prank calls during slumber parties yeah like, <laughs> forget this i'm gonna punish these children once and for all i'm gonna create something that's gonna scare them maybe it's just a really control just sit in a circle of salt quietly for three hours when i'm trying to sleep that's good that works for me <laughs> Uh, and that won't scar kids for life. <laughs> the only way to hide from the demon is to go to sleep at 8 p.m. <laughs> um, there's another one where it's like you take a baby doll and you cut it open. Oh. And you fill it. You take out like the like a, like a soft baby doll. You know the ones that have like the soft bodies? Uh-huh. You take it and like you take out the stuffing and you fill it with like rice. And then you put like a piece of your hair or something in it. And then you sew it back up with red thread. And you put it in your bathtub and, like, you say something to it and then you play hide-and-seek with it. And then it's going to, like, move all of a sudden and you're going to have, like, a demon baby possessed in your house. Why? What? You it's gotten see- a lot scarier and a lot more intricate is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do any of this. And no. I think it's I think it's because the internet. Because, like, think about if you're, like, in class with one of your friends and they're like trying to tell you about something you do and it's just like oh you go in a bathroom and you say bloody mary to a mirror five times like you can remember that and you can tell someone that super fast but then it's like okay get out a piece of paper listen to each of these steps i say there's like 30 of them and write them down word for word and if you do anything else you're going to summon a demon and you're going to die it takes you like 30 minutes but on the internet you can just write it all out and find it wherever like you don't have to just like tell someone about it. like it's not like light as a feather stiff as a board. That's huh. really interesting that that the internet has facilitated the creation of these really complicated demons. Yeah, well, <laughs> well de- um, demon summoning rituals for yeah. teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, the internet has also created like lots of its its own urban myths. Correct, Riley? Yeah, I mean, sl- Slenderman. Sl- the Slenderman. Yeah. Slenderman. So that who is a slender man. Which it is that that guy? What's he in like a suit or something? And he has it like all like he's his body is like entirely like paper white, but he has no face. And he, his arms are really long. He's very slender. He just looks like like bummer Jack Skellington. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Skellington, but he lost his pumpkin head. He just got a sock now. Like it's just like if you were trying to jaw Jack Skellington, but you couldn't get the face right, so you just left him with no face. Yeah, exactly. oh, like you used to do for your Disney Shut princesses. Up. Oh, haunting faceless Disney princesses. That's an urban legend somewhere out there. Um, there was a little girl who drew Disney princesses, but never their faces, and they all came to life because she performed a ritual with dead baby dolls <laughs> <laughs> and rice and rice. <laughs> <laughs> salt uh what is the i mean is, is the urban legend of slender man just that he's he's out there just and that he exists right like they catch him on like security cameras I, I mean that's all i've ever seen or like what looks like security camera footage of a spooky dude in your front yard and then it's like he's gone and like what was the 
What I mean, I'm pretty sure the, the point the origin of Slenderman, and I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is it was a photo contest on it might have been on like No Sleep or on Creepypasta. It was on one of the, the spooky sites on the web, and it was just to create spooky photos. Somebody there was a bunch of pictures that had this horrible figure photoshopped in the back of pictures of kids and this whole story of how these kids went missing. So it was this thing that would haunt or would hunt children. Um, when they were sort of left unattended, kind of your classic boogeyman. But sure. I mean, it is—it's a fairly like t- scary image that they came up with, and I think it just yeah. a whole mythos grew out of that. But the interesting thing about this is, is that we do have that. I mean, those like those those real like uh, those two girls that like attacked a classmate, supposedly be to like because Slenderman commanded it. Like there are people that clearly are terrified of this thing that we have a very real understandable. F- origin for like when it was created totally fake thing you know it's 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 strange that it can become so big so fast which is which is also i mean time does that for certain but the internet can i think like you said do it even faster because there are so many layers between you and the truth if you try to find something out on the internet and i'm not saying you can't i'm not saying it's impossible but i know as, as someone who does lots of research on the internet weekly for you know, for various reasons. I mm-hmm. I know you get mad if I try to plug a podcast. <laughs> so I'm, not doing that. I'm just saying if somebody does a lot of research on the internet, you can find the answers, but you have to dig and dig and dig to find the truth. And if you're not really interested in the truth, if you just want something that will freak you out or make your friends scared or, you know, Im- impress somebody, whatever, it's really easy to, with a quick Google, turn up just some really wrong, really scary information yeah. and take that as that's it. That's the truth. Uh, Moving on. I, I would recommend Snopes.com. Is that still out there? Because yeah. when I was younger, that was always my favorite thing. I would just go on there to scare myself, just to look at all the ones that are true. Like all the green, <laughs> all the green dots and like, oh, no, this person actually did eat like spider mayonnaise or something horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a thing. Um, I just started I a new urban is legend. Is that a thing? <laughs> no, I just started a, a new one right there. <laughs> is the formaldehyde dress real? Uh, I don't know. I can't the imagine who got her wedding dress at a thrift store and then she died because it was imbued with formaldehyde because it had been stolen out of a coffin. Um, so someone was buried in their wedding dress, I guess. Hmm. I don't, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know the details now, Riley. <laughs> um, uh, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. We can Snopes it later. Yeah, I was going to say, all these things should should be sno- should be Snoped after this episode. Snoped. Snooped. <laughs> yeah. Snopped. Schmooped. Schmooped. Um. We, we, we are victims of the culture in which we live. We don't know what's real. <laughs> now, we try. There is a very real, scary part of the internet. The dark web. Ooh. So this is, this is real. I, yeah. City, and you didn't think it was real. It's definitely I, real. I did not was, know it was, it was real <laughs> until just now. Well, okay, let me say this. I wasn't certain. <laughs> I I mean, I, I wasn't... maybe thought there was a I thought maybe way. it was real, but I wasn't... I'm not, I wouldn't know... Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I... The internet... I was not someone who grew up with it. It came to be in my formative years. I, I am still adapting. Hmm. I use it now largely for, I don't know, record, I like Skyping and recording podcasts. And I don't, I don't know about the, what is the dark web? It's like hidden internet, right? I mean, Taylor, you probably know more details about it than I do. I just know the idea of it. Like internet, Sydney will never find. It's not like (laughs) something you can easily get to. Like you can't just Google search the dark web and (laughs) get to. No, no, you like, have to download specific equipment to actually to download how, reach how many, the thing. How yeah. many people do you think have done that? <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> like, how how to get to dark web? Like, oh, I guarantee you, like on Google. I'm gonna I name this episode "How to Get to Dark Web," <laughs> so that every time someone looks that up, our episode comes up. There, that's a great. Oh, that's a great yeah. idea. Search engine optimization right there. <laughs> but it is. Um, I do think it's one of those things that, even though yes, it does really exist, it has very quickly taken on sort of a mythic, terrifying proportion in people's minds between like what it it is actually and also what might be there. Yeah, right. It's um, where people sell drugs, right? Yeah, it's mostly just like drugs and guns. I feel like and Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Well, not. <laughs> that's what. Ha- Wait, what is that? How you pay for it all? Yeah. Isn't that why the like the the um, 
the value of Bitcoin went down so much is because everyone was using it on Silk Road, which is really popular, like drug Drug trading, trafficking website, and it got shut down. So Ah, everyone, you know, know Bitcoin Hmm. dropped in value. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Well, I do know there are a lot of, uh, a lot of like creepypastas specifically around just the terrifying things I found on the dark web. And I don't, I think it's just, it's kind of almost, it's capable of being, being scarier than like the, you know, the urban legends that we grew up with because you're never going to go there to see for yourself. You'd be dumb to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I know there's like, a, there's a video game that I've seen online where you play like you're in a separate web browser. Like the game almost doesn't seem like a game like mm-hmm. within it because it's just like on the internet, but you're trying to find certain things on the dark web and um but the whole time you're also scared that people are tracking you because your your ip address is on the dark web and people use that to go kidnap people if they see you're on the dark web also so like Ah. the whole time you're afraid of people breaking into your house and kidnapping you while you're distracted by what's on the dark web is that true i don't know that's why like (laughs) i'm scared about the dark web because like what if someone uses your like you just go to look up like what is dark web and then like someone finds your uh, your computer and comes in and kidnaps you but also like you're trying to find a website code to get into a red room on the dark web, which is where you can see live footage of someone being tortured or killed. Why do you want to do that? I don't know, but that's the whole point of the game. I don't like this game. This no. is a bad game. But yeah, you have to visit various dark web websites where there's one where like you can buy drugs, one where you can buy guns, one um, that's like a cult type website, one where you can hire a hitman. So it's oh. it's like collecting Pokemon, but super bad things instead yeah okay (laughs) really bad like a code from silk road a code from where i can hire an assassin that's really scary (laughs) yeah it's freaky and it also seems too real because it's like it just looks like a regular web browser while you're playing this game so it's like what if i what if this is how you get to the dark web you play this video game and then boom you're on the dark web you know i do think conspiracy (laughs) i'm sitting here pondering this like i don't (laughs) i'm not computer savvy enough to to not get a little freaked out (laughs) but you know i think uh, i think a lot of the horror that sticks with us the things that scare us the most are when uh horror manages to hijack something that is traditionally uh a symbol of safety you know like Mm -hmm. i think that to me like the scream movie scared me so much and that initial sequence from the first one is so terrifying because it's taking something that if you're being attacked by a serial killer if you can get to a phone you think oh i'm safe but it uses that kind of as the object of terror and so i yeah. think that the reason that this idea is so scary is the internet is that place where we can go now and be like is this true we go to snopes we're like no that's super not true but it's kind of taking that and making it the scary place where bad things can get you yeah. That is that is true. And then I mean it's a it's funny because I think like one of the earliest versions of that, like it's an extension of the old um email chains that you used to get, which I, I don't know that you all get those anymore, but it like I used to I feel like when email first became a thing that everyone had and used constantly, you were your inbox was always full of a bunch of dumb chain mail letters yeah. that were like if you don't send this on to five friends, you're going to get killed. Someone's going to show up at your house and murder you and all these kinds of weird things. And some of them were like supernatural. If you don't do certain things, then I'd say the equivalent of that is like a picture of a spider coming out of a toilet on Twitter. It says, if you don't retweet this in five seconds, this is going to happen to you. (laughs) Toilet (laughs) spider is going to come out of your toilet. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're going to sit down to like use the potty. Oh, and there's going to be a spider on your butt. Where is this? Y'all ever been scared of that? I mean, ye- no, I have never been scared of a spider on my I butt. I have. I've seen videos of people flushing their toilet before they use it. And a spider comes out of the place where they flushed it and goes into the toilet. Like comes out of, like the water tank, Ugh. like a giant spider. Yeah, I'm afraid of the happenstance of that. But not necessarily that there's an internet savvy spider out there that is sending me <laughs> junk I'm mail. See if I retweeted like, it. Oh, she didn't retweet it. I'm going to come out of the toilet and touch your butt. <laughs> Do you you want me to tell you, this is true. This happened to me. This is not an urban legend. I did have a spider, a really large one, crawl out of, you know, the hole in the back of your sink Mm -hmm. opposite the faucet? Oh, yeah. Not not the drain, but the little hole in the back for, like, I guess, the overflow prevention hole. Yeah. 
I, I had a giant spider crawl out of that one day. I was standing there brushing my teeth and I looked down and I saw the little legs crawl out and then the rest of the spider. And I was like, no, this is not happening. <laughs> Am I on drugs? What is happening? And then Cindy burned her that. house down yeah. is what she's telling me. <laughs> and moved to a new house. Yeah. When I when the I end. turned on my air conditioner for the first time this year, two spiders, not one, two spiders <gasps> flew out of the air. <laughs> And I just was like, okay, that's it. I'm moving. I'm setting my bed on fire. Goodbye. Spiders have won forever. But but did they lay eggs in your face? That, you know, that was the one urban legend that just always terrified me. And I, I understand <laughs> on a scientific level, that's not how spiders do. But <laughs> it doesn't change how terrified. Every time you just had like a real bad like cystic zit, like, but what if it's baby spiders? Oh, please just be acne. Oh, please just be acne. Don't be baby spiders. It made you thankful when it was just cystic acne. Like, oh, just pus. You have a really bad breakout. Oh, what if it's all spiders? Just all the time. Have <laughs> you never heard that one, Riley? No. That, that, that was it. Have you heard a big the myth pimple on your face and then spiders crawl out of it? That every person swallows five spiders in their sleep a year? Yeah, that's not true. Good. That's I'd like to think I've swallowed zero spiders in my sleep. <laughs> I'd like to think that spiders yeah. are smarter than that. They go, what's that's going on crawling in your mouth? here? <laughs> <laughs> that's mainly why it's not true. That's I, I've read. I've read about this. That's a large part of it. Is like, why do spiders want to crawl in your mouth? Like, why do you? Why do you think that's where spiders want to go? Seems <laughs> <laughs> like not a yeah. I'd like to attribute more intelligence to spiders than that. They seem like kind of smart, smart buddies. <laughs> <laughs> what if this is all a part of a new conspiracy theory where if enough spilders build spi- spiders build up in your body, they turn into one giant spider that overtakes your body and then the spiders run the world because we all become run by spiders. I just wrote the next great sci-fi novel. No, you, 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 you didn't. I think, no, <laughs> I think this is just like the next next generation of spider-man that you just came up with <laughs> that's how spider- by spiders. so many spiders <laughs> that sounds like a really bad pitch for the next spider-man movie like okay but what if he looked more like a spider and less like a man oh, like, done like, i'm not saying you look like a spider you turn to a spider i'm just saying like there are so many spiders inside of you that they all like like get on each other's shoulders and put on trench coat type deal mm. like they get all up in <laughs> yeah. your body you know, that and run sometimes. your body don't you hate that when you get to know somebody and then you discover they're just a stack of spiders <laughs> <laughs> they're just a trench coat full of spiders i had an ex like that <laughs> just a trench coat full of spiders <laughs> if we d- if we discover that that's what's running the country right now it would make a lot more yeah. sense surprised <laughs> no but i don't think we should we should really propagate this myth because then that's going to be the next youtube challenge is all right guys i'm gonna eat a hundred spiders and see what <laughs> happens <laughs> see if i turn into spider and then you challenge other youtubers to do yeah, it right that's go. what you do at the end and of that's all how YouTube the world challenges. becomes run by spiders is the youtubers <laughs> start doing it and then everyone starts doing it and then everyone becomes a spider person no, that's a, see all the celebrities are lizards all the youtubers are spiders and then there will be a great war we are just the small people trapped in the middle. <laughs> Between the Illuminati lizards and the YouTube spiders. Kiss <laughs> one like a sports jersey that says YouTube spiders. We live inside you. So, so now, dear listeners, you've heard the truth. We, we, we will uncover it for you. What is myth? What is reality? Now you know. <laughs> Don't worry. Every YouTuber you're watching is a trench coat full of spiders and everyone running our world is a lizard person the only the only truly safe place is podcast mm. <laughs> so, there you go stay away so. from cars forever and smooching yeah. and phones and babysitters and, and a nighttime spook man and yeah. don't and summon demons because twitter tells you to <laughs> like don't do that <laughs> don't summon demons don't um hang out in dark bathrooms oh and, uh, or else the candy man will bring you will bring you tootsie rolls tootsie rolls <laughs> mm. and good and plenty uh, bloody so mary will bring you a bloody mary so do that one yeah. if you want that that's not that bad but be careful when your parents demand your bag of halloween candy because hmm. they're just gonna eat <laughs> it they just want to eat it they, no, they like kidding. to eat they eat the razors out of it and then they give it back to you that's what parents they do no, they really just need their vitamins for the day so they go and suck the powder off of your sour patch kids because it's just like (laughs) daily vitamin i'm kidding like trust your parents and let them check your halloween candy but also keep an eye on them because nobody better lay a finger on your butterfinger 
Okay. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Butterfinger. The whole thing. <laughs> Just one long commercial. It was weird. They gave us free reign creativity. <laughs> I know. If it's only not, Bart Simpson really. could have joined us. <laughs> if only. He used to do commercials. They used to do Simpsons commercials uh, for okay. Butterfingers. Yeah. I see. Thank you yeah. for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> he also said, eat my shorts. Okay, well, I knew that. <laughs> Now well, this is just a Simpsons fan cast. Now, just the <laughs> history just a Bart of Bart Simpson fact hour. <laughs> this episode, Taylor and Riley are done now. I'm I'm just going to be. <laughs> I think he said Cowabunga as well, or was or that a Ninja Caramba. Turtle thing? I don't know. Are you Are you ready for me to do all of Deep Deep Trouble? And we're done. Thank you. This was so great. Oh no! Rap. Run! 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 <laughs> Everyone leave. This is the new urban legend. And he shows up in your room and starts telling you about Bart Simpson. If you if you listen to this podcast for too long. And starts singing you songs from the Simpsons album. <laughs> the spoopiest. Taylor and I will do. Taylor and I will do sibling rivalry on the Just next go into episode. a bathroom and chant into the mirror. Eat my shorts over and over again. <laughs> Sydney, Sydney appears. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney wearing like the pink shirt, blue shorts shows up in your room well, like, with a skateboard. With a skateboard. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you, <laughs> sisters. All new things to be for, afraid of. You're welcome for uh, revealing the truth to our listeners. Um, we don't we don't know what we're talking about with these myths. Don't don't believe those. Yeah. No. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to the Maximum Fun Network for hosting our show. And you should check out MaximumFun.org for a lot of other wonderful podcasts. Uh, thank you to um, everybody who sends us emails. Please send us emails <laughs> if you have topics or thoughts or comments or suggestions at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org. You can tweet at us at stillbuff. And uh, thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I, I was, was two. You were going to start saying you in trouble. Like that was your moment. Guys. And it goes a little something like this. No, no. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I open Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases, I ask them questions, they're good ones, and then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flobie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.